This is a very interesting time that we live in. Um, And I think being a parent has become very, very difficult and challenging and demanding. I've been having a few conversations with some friends of mine, and they've been saying to me that they want to have like no less than three or four children. And I was, I've been saying to them that nowadays, you know, it really does help to have like two children or less if you can. But I understand there are those who truly do believe in the, uh, um, that there's power in, in, or not power, but there's value in having, giving your children siblings. The reason I say this is because when you have children these days, there is so much that as a parent you need to keep up with. I mean, right now, this technology is evolving so quickly that we're unable to keep up with the things that our kids are doing online. And one other thing that I wanted to bring to um, the table, right, or to your attention is the fact that a lot of young people nowadays are traveling overseas and having to look and being forced to look for opportunities outside of the countries where they were born. You know, um, there's a lot of you might already know a few people that have gone to China, that have gone to South Korea, uh, that have gone perhaps to even Taiwan uh, to teach English in those countries. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of others who have even gone to Canada that you might know that because of their profession, particularly with doctors and teachers, they love going to Canada. Um, And others even into the United States. And, you know, when when you're sold the idea of going overseas, it is always sold as though it'll change your life and there will be this prestige that surrounds you and you will live a softer life than where you come from. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. Um, and that's something that we will be discussing, I think, um, probably next week. So do stay tuned if you want to know the pros and cons, particularly the cons of getting opportunities over, uh, uh, overseas. So we will be discussing this um, um, next week, talking about the reality of being scammed and the fact that you can be scammed when you're trying to seek opportunities overseas. However, in this particular uh, um, episode, I suppose, uh, we are focusing more on the actual opportunities that exist for young people overseas. And the fact that to celebrate these opportunities and not to speak about them in a negative way. Um, And I understand that for your parent, and this is something that you should understand as well, to hear that my child is traveling overseas in a place where there's no family, uh, family is going to be miles and miles away. If you're in danger, there's no one who will run to your aid because you are family. That's a very scary thought for a parent. And of course, even for you, that should be a very scary thought. Being in a foreign land, um, and, and being surrounded by people who don't consider you dear in that way, right? In a way that they, they, they don't consider you family and they wouldn't go and cross over oceans for you is a very scary thing. But now let's look at these opportunities and talk about why is it good for you to start positioning yourself now, if you want to go and, 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 and exploit and take advantage of these opportunities, right? Now, first of all, the thing we need to understand is that this is not just a, you know, fun thing that you, that, that, that is happening, that countries are just accepting people from other countries, you know, for the fun of it. There are many countries in the world where they have a scarcity in some uh, uh, jobs that in some yeah in some jobs or industries they have a scarcity of labor 
um, whether it be physical labor, whether it be intellectual work where you'll be sitting in, in an office and mostly working on your computer, whether it's focused on thought power, particularly with intellectuals, those who are doing work in academia. There are certain countries around the world that have a huge deficit when it comes to specific careers. So the way in which they um, rectify that, the way in which they try to solve that problem is that they hire from other countries. And in other countries, actually, you find that it's not even that they have a lack of uh, expertise in as much as their own people are too expensive to hire. And therefore, they're very much willing to hire in from other countries because for you, uh, who is coming from a country that does not pay as much as they do, it's a lot of money that you will be receiving. But for those who are in that country, they've long stopped doing that work. Um, now, obviously, I have to uh, make this disclaimer that you can go and work in the United States as a valet. You can you can go work as someone who just parks cars, washes dishes, um, and you can make a decent amount of money. But it is important for you to understand that these are not jobs that are necessarily going to provide you with as much dignity as you might want to provide for yourself. Because that's something that's very important to pursue as a human being, right? dignity in whatever work that you do. And also not to mention the fact that you have to not only just have enough money to live in the country that you're going to, but you have to have enough money to live in, in, in some instance of abundance so that you have enough uh, to send home, to visit home uh, every now and then. This is a very good thing to do. But it's, it's important for us to first paint the picture of why is it that other countries are even demanding your services to begin with. So a lot of countries out there are, have either have a deficit, a shortage of labor, or they have the labor, however, the labor within that country is expensive. Or you might find that the people within that country no longer want to do that work. So there's no one to do that work, even though that work pays well. Um, or maybe it doesn't pay well for the people who live there. But from you coming from a different country, it's actually a lot of money for you. Um, and you can do a lot. You can live lavishly and have enough to send back home. So very, very important points for you to know and understand that those are the dynamics um, and the reasons as to why countries open up their doors and welcome people uh, into coming to do uh, some of those jobs in those countries. So let's get into some of these um, job vacancies that exist, right? I know that Charles and I might touch on the same. I think it is important to emphasize those uh, because they are the most common, but others will definitely differ. Um, from on the plates that we share. Obviously, there's education, um, particularly in Canada. Um, they they are looking for people who are in the profession of teaching. So if you want to become a teacher, perhaps do teaching here in South Africa and then want to further your studies so that you can be able to be employed within that country, you can definitely do so. But just remember, okay, we'll talk about this towards the end. I just want to list these uh, uh, job opportunities first. Uh, before delving into some of the nitty gritties, because there are pros and cons um, in all of these countries. We're not going to touch on every single one of them. Also in tourism and hospitality. Um, but it does, this one is very unique to whatever country you might be going to. So, for example, countries that take tourism and hospitality quite seriously, like the Netherlands, or countries like um, Dubai, 
or countries like um, um, uh, Bali. Those countries take uh, tourism and traveling and hospitality very seriously. So there are a lot of job of, uh, opportunities for people in those industries. Then you get uh, international and development development and humanitarian aid. Uh, this one is a lot more complicated, um, so you're going to have to do a lot of research. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to delve too deeply into this. Uh, this refers to international development and humanitarian aid. So you're focusing more on, on, on humanitarian aid, human beings, uh, assisting them and focusing on the development of human, of human beings and human aid. Um, and then you have the tech and business sector. This is one of the biggest. First of all, the beauty of focusing on tech and the business sector, this obviously refers to uh, focusing or maybe having an MBA in, in business or having a business, starting a business within your own country and then expanding your business that, and having it uh, also service other people in other countries. This is one of the best ways in which to find or make an income in another country. Um, and of course, guys, IT, we could never forget IT. If you're going to be a programmer, developer or a software engineer or you're going to be a, a, a computer scientist, then you have positioned yourself well to get employment in other countries. Right. And just make sure that you don't just jump into other countries. Make sure that you do your research and that you know what exactly those countries offer and what's the cost of living within those countries. The last one I'm going to mention is engineering construction and energy. So there's a lot of countries that want to optimize on their energy, the energy that they're providing for their civilians. Construction, China is, is a country that is building and like they're really building like they're like it's mad, you know, a lot of people are buying and investing in property, especially considering that uh, Chinese people, the majority of them are not allowed to do any form of trading or any other form of investment. They're very limited. So construction and, and property is one of the best investments you can do there. And obviously, engineering is one of those that nearly every country is in need of. But obviously, some countries need it more than others. Now, this doesn't just mean that you need to just do any one of these courses, get a degree, and that you'll be good to go. I would advise you to make sure that you also acclimatize yourself with the cultures of, of the people where you're going to be working. So if you want to work in China, learn the context of China. Study the mannerisms, the business culture. You would really be helping yourself and you'd be positioning yourself much better and making more of an effort than most people are willing to make. Uh, there's a lot that we can touch on, but remember that we're covering this topic for the whole month. Uh, the one thing that I want you to f uh, understand right now is, uh, first of all, the dynamics. Why do countries need um, ask or invite labor into into their into their sectors, um, and then another thing is always contextualize your job. You might find that you're going to work in a different country, uh, particularly people who go to Canada and America have these complaints where you're getting paid a very good salary, but the cost of living there is incredibly high. You can barely even afford your rent. So definitely do do your research and acclimatize yourself to the that whatever country you're going to and always 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 try to watch as many youtube videos that'll help you understand the cultural context there because there are some places you'll go and realize that i mean greeting a, a, a woman and shaking her hand is actually disrespectful 
right? You can only do that with men. Or looking at an elderly person directly in the eyes is disrespectful. Or uh, calling a person's name from across the street with a loud voice is considered disrespectful. So make sure that you contextualize yourself um, and so that you have an understanding of the culture of where you're going. For now, we're going to leave it there. But if you were to go to any other country in order to seek employment, which country would it be? That's the question that I'm going to leave you with. Overseas opportunities for young people. Uh, one of the common overseas opportunities for young people that currently reside in Africa is our theme for this evening. And uh, I'm excited about this because I think this is something that we need to uh, investigate. I firmly believe that. And as I actually made the mention last week as we started discussing about traveling abroad and working abroad, I think it's vitally important for for Christian young people in South Africa to consider the idea of being part of a global village. And Zoom obviously has enabled us. Now, the the opportunities that's currently available abroad, I can only speak about the the personal experience that I have. Uh, I haven't worked abroad. Uh, Well, I have, but I mean, it was just a holiday job. But I mean... uh, much rather I can speak about what I've heard from the people that stay close by uh, and the people that, that have uh, uh, done it, the people that I've had experience with and spoken to and I have actually decent relationship with. Right. So the first thing that people seriously consider, African or South African people for, uh, is um, au pair work. Now, au pair obviously is a French word. Um, in all essence, it actually means a nanny meaning that you would be taking care of the people, uh, the kids. You would need to feed them, wash them, bathe them, take them to school, assist them with homework. Um, and I, I don't want to be that type of guy, but it's usually something that a girl does uh, because it just comes so much more naturally to women than what it comes to men. I've got my own two children, and I know it just doesn't come that naturally to me as it came to their mother. Right. So pair work is very, very, very well considered. And that's the fact that we as South African people and Africa as a whole, actually, it's a very hardworking group of people. And I think that's why they, the overseas people love us. That's why they take us specifically for this au pair work. Um, and we feel the need to, to do it. And if you're listening to Radio Pulpit and you are considering this, you need to bear in mind that this is a great opportunity for you to share the gospel with kids that don't necessarily would hear the gospel if it weren't for you traveling to that country. Uh, we are in the process of assisting a young girl roughly about 22 years old now, in going to the Netherlands to become an au pair there for a family. And we need to prepare her for the world that's vastly different than the, almost want to say, protected world of South Africa. Um, drugs are more available there, uh, specifically in Netherlands, because uh, what we have, uh, illegal drugs that we cons- or drugs that are considered illegal are not illegal in the Netherlands. Uh, neither is prostitution considered illegal in the Netherlands. So certain things are just dif- different, and we need to prepare her for that. But I also need to prepare her for the fact that she needs to bear in mind that she would be able to share the gospel with a group of people or with kids rather that would not be able to receive the gospel or have the gospel or know the gospel, right? So that is just something that's <laughs> that you should consider. Now, 
let's have a look at the different other type of job that I know available. And that is more specifically for young men that very hardworking. You need, unfortunately, a bit of technical know-how, uh, but they love South African young, hardworking men to go assist the farmers in the United States. So that's very much country-bound. If I'm not mistaken, that's actually very bound to the uh, the middle western part of America. You know, the... Um, uh, now, I can't even remember the names of the states, but it's usually Idaho and Nebraska and places like that where they go and they need to, to farm Kansas, obviously. And you need to actually drive the tractor or uh, you need to do one of those things. You need to drive the tractor. You need to drive the, the, um, the, uh, the, they call it the HMV, but it's a, it's a, it's not a truck because a truck is what we have in South Africa is a bucky. They call it an HMV of a semi which is a massive truck, to be honest. Other well-known English word for it is a lorry. You drive this massive vehicle filled with grain, right? Or you need to drive the harvester or stuff. That's very long hours, but again, very good money if you want to do it. Um, there, I don't exactly know, to be totally honest with you, what the opportunities is for sharing the gospel, because I know that a lot of people uh, in the farming community of America still consider themselves Christian, um, not as the case with Europe, which is not the case in Europe, but Europe has got a very different farming style. I don't think our South African farming uh, equipped people, climate equipped people, technical and all that people, um, would be able to adapt to the European type of farming. Um, I've got a, a close relative of mine that's moved to the United States. He's working there uh, in the in the farming community, and he's enjoying it. And um, to be totally honest with you, the amount of money that he's making now there, it would be difficult for him to ever come back to South Africa because he won't get the same amount of money and won't be able to provide for his family as good. Then the last type of uh, job that I know that it's available to South African people or African people is the hospitality industry. That means that you would need to work in a hotel or in some other fancy lodge and you can be, I don't want to say you can be a butler, you can be if you want to, you can be a, you work in the cleaning services or you can physically work in hospitality. In other words, you would be working in a hotel and uh, just take care of the needs of all the, the um people in the hotel my brother my my own personal brother is currently doing that he's managing a, a a vacation resort i need to be honest he was managing a vacation resort for close to 20 years in south africa so that's his field of expertise and he got an opportunity to move overseas and he took it so he's managing a resort there but he is constantly looking or able want to look rather or want to help South African people to go there to see if there's opportunities for them there because he's so used to the South African work ethic which you don't get in other countries necessarily. So I, I want to tell you the following and I want to end with that. We need to realize that wherever we go, as is the case with my brother, that we have opportunities to share the gospel with people that might not have heard the gospel before. And not only that, you need to have a decent work ethic. If you've got a work ethic, uh, meaning, meaning, able that you, meaning that you are able to work very hard uh, for the company that you are working for, 
you would have, you've got the opportunity. The world is your oyster. You can do and go wherever you want because you work very hard.